this is Scott Johnson, artist of Extra Life at MyExtraLife.com. And you're listening to Versus the World Radio. Versus the World Productions. What has been heard cannot be unheard. www.vtwproductions.com The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. I don't like this place. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now... On with the show! For Sunday, the 19th of February, 2012, this is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I am Gwenora. And we are going to rock your world. Yes, yes we are. Well, you rock mine, baby, I tell you. <laughs> Just by being here. I've finally seen some pictures of something that rocks your world a little more than I would. Yeah, you had a little catching up to do. I, just a old, touch. I've the, been kind of busy lately. You haven't been looking at the Facebook. No, I have not. I generally don't look at the Facebook. And what did you or find? As, or as I prefer to call it now, the book of the face. Put your face in, in the, the book. book. <laughs> what did you find? I found some very face? disturbing Cupcake pictures on the website. You've got something page. against Cupcake? <laughs> Yeah, when it's you and Wayne, yeah, you bet I do. <laughs> you racist son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I'm not racist. I hate everybody. <laughs> Equally. Equally. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, I just work here. I yeah, just... that's pretty much my whole thing, too. <sighs> so, if you're joining us live, oh listener, and you should... If you have never done the live listening thing, find a way, for it is an experience all its own. And if you are in the IRC, please say hello and give a warm, casually hardcore welcome to our very own producer, nay, IRC rep, the Barry Von Awesome. If you have something to bring to our attention, please do not PM myself or Grenora directly in the IRC. You will be summarily ignored. Please instead send that personal message to 
Barry VA, and he will bring it to our attention. Please, and thank you. I wish to apologize up front for the quality of my voice. I'm still on the ragged edge of a cold that just refuses to let go. It has built a uh, small encampment in my lungs and in my nose and has indicated its intention to stay uh, more or less perpetually. Plan house, huh? Uh, it Apparently, and this, apparently maybe this just, just might be the way that I sound from now on. So just uh, you're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Thank you, Woolwinkle. Watch me pull the rabbit out of my hat. It's <laughs> exactly what you sounded like. Gee whiz, Bullwinkle. Yeah, there you go. Pull a no, out no, of no, your sorry, hat. not going to be rocky for you. Oh, you said you were going to rock my world. Uh, skirt. <laughs> I just saw Barry's avatar on the website. Oh, his new avatar. Yes, the Baron, the Baron von Awesome Global Moderator, Baron. Five stars. Scourge of the seven IRCs. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Barry, you have way too much time on your hands. I like that. Yes, he has a Victor Von Doom animated uh, oh, does he really? gif as his uh, uh, avatar, I thought. Oh. <coughs> yeah, so I'm, I apologize in advance for barfing up a lung in all of your ears. That's just, just where I am right now. So, wish to thank Ursaheel. Uh, for these new segment bumpers. This first one, uh, I realized too late that I would actually need to have edited it into the background music track for it to be in the right place, so I'm going to play it as a drop-in. The drop-in system, however, cuts off the last little bit, but you'll get the general idea, and in future episodes, this will be where it belongs. So, for our first segment this week... Tangents are kind of a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, that pretty goes pretty goes gives pretty much the right idea. Yeah, just we'll, in in future it will be uh, right kind that. of a big di- this <laughs> Sam broadcaster thinks it's doing me a favor. You're going to be doing that for the rest of the day, aren't you? I'm going to do what? <laughs> I don't understand what you mean. See what you've done. <laughs> you have created a monster. Uh, uh, and I don't have any lethal weapons on me. The love. <laughs> I am feeling it. Although I have to say it is appropriate that it's just the two of us for our 200th show. It is show 200, it isn't is. it? Just Considering the I was thinking us. that as soon as I said that, I was like, I was like did I really just say that? <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you Well, did. it is kind of appropriate now that, you say, now that you're singing it that, yeah, we did kind of make it, I suppose you could say. I mean, I mean, we just didn't stop. Although it depends on what your defes- definition of making, making it, it is. is. Yeah, simply not stopping. Yes, despite well. people's loud <laughs> protestations. It's not, a, it's not a, a love of God. Yes, somebody stop them. <laughs> See, Barry says the right thing in the IRC. If we wanted you to get cut off every time you talked, we would have invited Grail. Or this is <laughs> the love. But we do. I'm love feeling it. it. So how does it feel to be a casual? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard about that last week. Really? Serving my country for 17 and a half years makes me a casual. I Absolutely. <laughs> you are weak. You're a jackass. <laughs> you, I, I love you like a brother, but you're a jackass. On a sometimes. weak and suspicious role. <laughs> I heard about that. I was like, he called me what? <laughs> Wait a minute. I started this show with him. He called me what? Tyrants! <laughs> Oh, and actually, you haven't heard. Uh, we do have some new options here. Uh, I've heard about those, too. 
Did you, did you actually listen to an episode from when you weren't no, here? No, my lovely girlfriend did. Reported. And then I, she's and she reporting on us. Yes, she is. She's in my informant. She's my CI. I knew it. Way to go, a-hole! <laughs> <laughs> and then I went back and listened to assorted various segments of last week's show just to I determine what exactly she was is. talking about. So okay. but I thought the funniest part, the funniest comment that I made to her was, wait a minute, he's got new drop-ins? Yeah. He can't find the drop-ins that he's got already. What? Why is he adding more? <laughs> Flying thrower. <laughs> Hey, that doesn't translate well on radio. My favorite. I get, I get the one finger salute. I am very disappointed. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you didn't actually f- properly hear this one. Flamethrower. My favorite. Yeah, we'll get a lot of utility out of that. You think? Oh yeah. And the number of times we've come across stories and submissions and such on the web where the logical response is kill it with fire, we can now kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. Flamethrower. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's good. I like that. So that, I, I believe that uh, one should get... Drop-ins from Fifth Element are always good. Oh, heck yeah. I, got, I heard uh, you had a Ruby Rod one, too. <laughs> I heard you had more than one Ruby Rod one, actually. Yes, I do. I just have to find them. See? See? I made you made my point for me. Thank you very much. I could go on like this for hours. Yeah, I bet you could. I don't know if we need to do that though. No, because <laughs> we'll have a show full of drop-ins, which <laughs> is kind of a novel idea. But I don't think it would go over very well with the listeners. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hit it. (laughs) Where are my sunglasses at? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a. uh, I can actually wear sunglasses again. There's a screaming Ruby one around here somewhere. Warn me so I can take the headphones off. It was bad. It it had nothing. No fire, no energy, no nothing. That was the one she told me about. Was that one right there? Multi. Oh yes. Do we have multipass? No, I was not able to find multipass. Oh, we need multipass. Fangs, find- was, Fangs was asking the IRC about multipass. Oh. Multipass. So Any survivors? <laughs> we need to play that at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right before Happy Trails. Any survivors? <laughs> Good place for it. That's an excellent place for that. Excellent. <sighs> Lilu Dallas multipass. Yes, yes, you know, Lilu, yes. It's a multipass. Yeah, Lilu, Lilu Dallas multipass. Multipass. multi-pass. Chicken? Good. <laughs> For those of you who don't know the hell we're talking about, go rent <gasps> the fifth element. The fifth it's element. in iTunes. I have it. I actually have it on my computer. It is yes, a. The girlfriend got geek cred last night because we we're watching a movie and we couldn't find anything on Netflix. And I says, well. Let's watch. So I pull up my iTunes, and I have sneakers. Took it from Mother's Wallet. Yes. I have the fifth element. And she's like, ooh, I like that. Ooh. <laughs> you get boyfriend geek credit You for can that. stay. But she'd never seen, oddly enough, Real Genius. Duh. The reason that you and I both, and your brother for that matter, went to college and were severely disappointed. Was um, that cherry? I grow them myself. I grow them myself. It's the size of a freaking apple. That's awesome. You're six. Um, so she never, she'd right? never seen that, so we watched Drill Genius last night. And there Can't was. you know you're not supposed to park that on campus? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the 
car, tucked into bed, snoring. Why are you wearing that ridiculous toy? Why, no, why are you wearing that toy on the your toy head? The toy on your head, that's right. I'm because sorry. if I wear it anywhere else, it chafes. chafes. I'm sorry, this is just another of my infantile responses to authority. <laughs> <laughs> and we won't even get into the penis jokes. <laughs> Can you hammer a six-inch spike through a board with your penis? Uh, not, no, r- not that I'm aware of. <laughs> not right this moment. Girl's got to have her standards. Yeah, girl's got to have standards. That is a very smart, smart girl. girl. <laughs> have you ever seen a buddy like that? She happens to be my daughter. I guess you have. <laughs> yep. uh, we could go on for hours you like think this. That would be really... With no checks and balances. Yeah, you bet we could. But we won't. In the lands of... Uh... Spouses earning uh, you know, cred points and all that. I uh, sat me down the other night and Uh-oh. found a, a rental source for The Hangover. We finally sat down and watched The Hangover. Oh, I still haven't seen that yet. It is worth watching. I mean, I'm not a movie person. I have my favorites, don't get me wrong. But I'm just not a movie person. It's not a type of movie I would normally go out of my way to watch. Right. Um, I'm glad that I did. That's more a grail thing than it is us. Yeah, it is. Definitely. I mean, if you can sit down with with you know four or five people and watch it, even better. Really, um, it's one of those things where you just kind of look at each other and say, "Did they just do what I thought they did? Did, did a little naked Chinese man just jump out of the <laughs> trunk of a car and beat the hell out of them with a tire iron?" Yes, yes, yes he, he did. did. <laughs> um, yeah. Spoiler alert, by the way, naked man. In, Thank you for uh, a, like a two year old movie. I'm, yeah. I'm not overly worried. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. Beware the Chinese man with the tire iron. So, yeah, we did the um, Amazon rental thing since they were the, the one that had it available. This is this is the, the challenge we face these days and why there's still a stack of devices hooked to my entertainment yes, center instead of too. a device. I'm just longing for that day where, ideally, just the TV itself will have all this crap built into it. Yeah. Um, but... Instead, we had to thumb through, okay, Netflix doesn't have it. Okay, move to the next. Hulu? No, nothing on Hulu. Okay, now move over to the Roku box. Can we get through Amazon? Yes, we can get through Amazon streaming for two ninety nine. Bam. Mm-hmm. And the Roku box won the day. But I don't want to have to do that crap. So yes. television, entertainment industry, and I know you're listening, uh, fix this. Yes. Can, can, we, can we get on this, please? Yeah, they're listening breathlessly. Yeah, because, well, it's, it, it's us. Right? Yes, it is us. Okay, just checking. You know, because... Kind of. <laughs> One step closer to the... <laughs> what? One step closer on the path to universal domination. Damn Skippy. Notice I stopped using galactic domination. Now it's universal domination. Ooh. <laughs> Beyond the scope of our mere galaxy, huh? <laughs> well, you know, the Air Force's slogan did used to be aim high. I believe it still <laughs> is, so <laughs> I'm going to take that to heart. Thanks. <laughs> Army, Navy, Air Force, <laughs> Marines. We watched Stripe, Stripes a couple of weeks. Oh, ago. did you? Oh, yeah. Just just had to freshen that one up and nice. realize just how damn many lines from that movie I had memorized, I had forgotten. Oh, yes. Until I found myself reciting along with them. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm sure you I still respect you. I'll respect you even more. Just use more whipped cream. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in I don't know how long. It, it had been... God, no, but it was years? it was gratifying. I was out on out on the range a couple of weeks ago, with in a class. Gwen, Gwen on the range. Yes, and one of the other guys in the class is a friend of mine and a retired Air Force guy who was in the same career field that I'm in. And one of the instructors is in the Army, 
And so he just got back from a year-long deployment and has been at work, back at work for now probably about a month. And uh, we were asking him how it was. And he goes, you know, you reach a point at your career when you figure out that, yeah, maybe those guys in the Air Force aren't really that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy and I just looked at each other and went, yes, another convert. A little late Another for him. convert, yeah. I just tapped my head. Smarter, not harder. He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a rest. <laughs> it's great. I was like, I'm yeah. Trying to get to retirement here. Yep, you put okay? up with all that crap from all those young kids. Oh, the Army, the Marines, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, and then when they hit about 10, 12 years, they're tired of all the crap. And they look at the facilities that the Air Force guys and the Navy guys are living in, and they go, man, those guys weren't stupid. Thank you very much. <laughs> Well, I mean, the Navy guys just bring their hotels with them. Yes, they do. Yeah, but they get pretty good stuff on, though, when they go ashore, too. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're usually on Air Force bases, especially if they're off of a carrier. They're like, yeah, we're just happy to be on the ground. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem. And it's not moving and going up and down and back and forth. and yeah, so. Threatening to sink or irradiate them or anything fun like that. Yes. So what's the latest with how is uh, Old Republic been? Since I'm not playing it. We were over at Fry's Lake. Yes, we were. And now I figured out... Looking new, at your now, future... Now I, need a new, now I need a new monitor to... Details. Details. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. So... Hey. So... So, yeah, we, were, we actually met up this last week over at Fry's Lake trying to give Gwen an idea of what kind of cost he's looking at. I, you build, know, I do have a, a... new I, PC gaming rig. Yeah, I do have a question about that on whether or not we're going to be able to repurpose, to, to use Wayne's word, repurpose any of those... Uh, boxes that i have at home almost certainly oh so we could you know, they'd have a power supply that would drive that because sure. i've got two of them i mean i've got the old tower power supplies have not changed massively worst case scenario we blow 60 bucks on a power supply oh, that ain't bad case, a case an atx case is still an atx case right and that and that and my other thing is i've i've actually got i still got the small form factor one too awesome either so, way uh, the cube one's less upgradable but we'll We'll mash, take we'll a mash look it all together. Yeah, and we'll see take what we got. A, we'll take a look at it and see what we got. No, actually, from there. for the Alpha Geek Radio Fridays that I broadcast out of the office, I actually built rebuilt one of those cubes twice now. Nice, because uh, the new hard drive I put into it was apparently defective on arrival, so it ate itself a couple of shows ago, mid-show, of course. Oops. Yeah. That's Alpha Geek Radio fun. Fridays, seven a.m. Pacific Fridays, live on Versus the World Radio when the rig is not bursting into flames. <laughs> not that that's a shameless plug or anything. Of course not. <laughs> we don't do those. <laughs> uh, yeah, we kind of do. Fact, I may, hey, I come may on! Even have a drop in for <laughs> Throw it. me a bone, dude. Work with me here. Throw me a freaking bone here. Yeah, so I was—I actually was building a dedicated uh, broadcaster out of one of those cubes mm-hmm. to just have it be a freestanding device that I can actually, sort of screw around with my main rig and actually, not have it threaten the show. Actually, I know what we could use that small. I can—I know what I could use that small form factor box for. Porn? No, no, that's no. I'm not even going to go there. Gay porn? <laughs> no, no. I was thinking about using it as a. As a, a radio computer. Ooh, as an amateur radio a computer. A ham radio computer, yes. Excellent. But we'll see. Not yes. that I don't have enough expensive hobbies. As it is. You think? Yeah, well, this is the problem with these hobbies that we have undertaken. Let's see. Yes. Home brewing, when you want to do it right, expensive as hell. Yes. Uh, though, once you get that one up and rolling, the ingredients aren't terrible. No, they're not bad. You do get at least some kind of return on your money. So. Uh, amateur radio total money pit oh god uh, <laughs> sorry jim 
Yeah. No, he knows. He know. Well, this is true. He does. This know. is the man who bought property to put stuff on. This is true. To hold more of this his. Is, this stuff. is true. Our favorite land baron. Exactly. Uh, and podcasting. You know, thankfully, on this one, this is another one where you kind of you get to a certain level, and you can, yeah. if you wish, sit pretty for a while. Yeah. But there's always a new level to yes. to move to if you are if you so insane. choose. Yeah. Fly fishing with me. Send those donations to vtwproductions.com <laughs> under the Casually Hardcore page, because the next tier above this one is holy freaking God expensive. Yes, we are shameless, if nothing else. It was, it was when we were at the Consumer Electronics Show talking to the guys from Blue Microphones uh, about, oh yeah, the one they would recommend for the kind of podcasting we were doing, and we were looking at things like the Yeti, which is their... Uh, they have two versions of the Yeti, one that's just a straight USB, one that's the mm-hmm. style of XLR that goes in the mixing desk. And they're in the 200 to $300 range. We're like, okay, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's you know, two, two and a half times what one of these sure mics is, but it's a major step up. Mm-hmm. They said the one we, you know, we, that you really should use is this one. And they show us this other microphone that is completely gorgeous and $1,200. Yeah. Like, <gasps> Not gonna happen. No, I don't think so. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Afraid you should be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bear VA from the Black Void asking, what is the preferred file format for drop-ins? MP3, if at all possible. Waves will play, but they have a t- hard time normalizing automatically in Sam Broadcaster. MP3 is uh, much better. So, and generally, if you do send it away, we can convert it to MP3, but there's some uh, quality loss. So if you can get a raw MP3 of a drop-in, that would be the preferred method. Drop-ins should be sent to ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch, as in casually hardcore, at vtwproductions.com. Sing it with me. Touch me like you know me. Fangs apparently has found us. No comment. Multipass. Oh, has he? Yes. We'll Fangs, see. if it works. We'll try and play it today. Fangs. With a Z. Which is may what makes get it cool. One internet. He may win. One, internet. one honorary internet, yes, as awarded by the Casually Hardcore team. Uh, Barry's taking our uh, Blues Brothers drop into heart. Oh, really? Dare yes, I ask? He He's got the pork pie hat on and the sunglasses. I have to Along with it. his Batman shirt. <laughs> I want to know if Reginald's wearing sunglasses. <laughs> How exactly would a beard wear sunglasses? And Barry, no, that's not and, a challenge. And Barry, you need to send me a message about how the job search is going, and you know why. I'll explain that on the break. Oh, right. That's then. not for public knowledge right now. So, yeah. This, this, now, look look at Barry V.A., and, and here's your soundtrack. One, two, one, two, three, four. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That works well. I like that. All right, what other, what other tangents do we have to talk about? Uh, we've got, uh, later in the show, you'll hear the advertisement for Proper Todd's new show on Versus yes. the World Video. Todd Prime. Todd Prime. That other guy. What what <laughs> has the name Todd? <laughs> what? The podcaster formerly known as Octail. Exactly. There you go. As I like to refer the to him as. The artist formerly known as Octail. <laughs> is starting up a brand new show on Versus the World Radio called One Dumb Jock. Yes, yeah, I our, think I might have to be listening to you that. You think? I, th- Wait, th- I have to put the hat back on. I think that's going to be in your happy place. Yeah. Because you are also... Notice the D on the front of the hat. Uh, For dead guys? Detroit. It's a tiger's hat. Oh, Amelina got this from Who's it? 
a tiger's hat. What? What? <sighs> I will never be a sports fan. I'm sorry. And he's from Buffalo too. That's what I don't get. What do you mean? You have such a that town has such a great sports history. Back up the truck here, see. <laughs> I maintain. I didn't that, say it was good. Exactly. I, <laughs> I mean, you that get to four Super Bowls and lose all four of them. Precisely. <laughs> I think the reason I am not a sports fan is precisely because I'm from Buffalo. Oh, that's an interesting take on that. Well, I you have thought of it that way. Teams in the NHL and the NFL that routinely tease you, but never, ever deliver. Detroit Lions fan, thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, there there were also one of those bumper teams stickers that's never around town, which were "Go Bills and take the Sabers with you." <laughs> that doesn't surprise me <laughs> at all. That's pretty funny. So this yeah. coming from a guy who grew up in the era when the Detroit Red Wings, now one of arguably one of the greatest hockey franchises of all time. <laughs> When they were known as the Dead Things. The Dead Things. And people would routinely show up. The Detroit Dead Things. At, at, at Olympia and Jolo Serena with paper bags over their heads. Yes. Oh, the love. Proud I'm possessor of an 0-16 record with the Lions in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I am still a sports fan. Go Tigers. That's, I can't um, wait for baseball this year, isn't actually. Isn't that the definition of insanity of repeating the exact same set of actions and expecting a different yes. outcome? Thank you. Uh, that was either that was Albert Einstein who said that. I don't. I, believe. I don't yes. remember. I believe who. that was Albert Einstein. And yes, I am insane. Is it in that very well, narrow scope of the definition? Fan yes. Attic. Yes. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, just won't. I, okay, no. I have to do my own shameless. Well, okay, rant and demand. Go for since it. Since we're on. Okay, the people at MechWarrior Online at Prana Games Interactive, guys, you really need to come out with Max Seven. Thank you very much. Like now, hurry up! Come on, 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 come on! You haven't built your game rig yet. Come on, come on! I know, but come on, come on! Yes, I have the page up. MWOMercs.com. Just saying. Just saying. Come on, come on, come on! I want screenshots. I want. Well, they don't have the video. Oh, is that what that noise was? Yes, that was you. Okay. Sorry. Bouncing up and down in your chair, knocking your own. I'm very excited. Okay, that'll. Defeating the whole purpose of having the freestanding floor stand. Microphone. Well, it was because it was up against your computer. Yes, I know. We've we've now addressed that. We just figured that out. I was like, "What is that noise?" I knew it was. it was you in some way. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, professional radio at its best can be found elsewhere on the internet. Yes, certainly not here. For the listener, no time will have passed. <laughs> but for me, I now have a scarred forebrain. Dead? Is that your brain? <laughs> Something I haven't said in a while, but I'm going to say now. Ladies and gentlemen, the fall of Western civilization has begun. Oh, it was bad. It, it had nothing. No fire, no energy, no nothing. Oh. All right. How much time do we have? Uh, we're about to go to break. Okay, good timing, because I have to... I have to get up for a second, let Thumbelina in, because she's here. Oh. And she has a surprise that will be revealed after the break. Oh. Yes. Be afraid. Be very afraid. No, don't be very, Don't be afraid. Cause you I are listening. What, I know what it is. To Casually Hardcore. Live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Check us out on the web. Under the Shows tab, you will find Casually Hardcore and Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Interviews, all of which have to do with us. 
Our RSS feeds are created and maintained by RSS feed creator from JitBit Software. Check them out on the web at jitbit.com or follow the link from the front page of Versus the World Productions. We will be back right after some soothing exorb. We'll be back after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions.
Finally, there's a place on the internet where geeks and sports fanatics can come together and, in fact, be the same person. Listen to One Dumb Junk with worldwide sports news and opinions hitting all your favorite playing fields. Football, baseball, rugby, basketball, hockey, real football, and even college news. Check out One Dumb Junk only on Versus the World Productions, vtwproductions.com. This is Danielle Corsetto from Girls with Slingshots, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. I hope you have a drink handy. Geeks in a Gaming World. Oh my god, that really was Danielle Corsetto. Nice. You didn't know, you've never noticed that before? No, you've never played it anytime I've been over here. You're smoking crack. I, that's all your fault. No, I But the to... fact that I read that car- that cartoon every day is all your fault. Are you smoking crack? I hope she'll be at Phoenix Comic Con. I think she is again this year, yeah, I'm hoping. The two I'm hoping for are Sherry Priest, and, and she's tentative. Yes. And Danielle Corsetto. And according to both their websites, they're going to be there, so I'm totally stoked about that. Excellent. Let's see. There's the uh, interesting twist that may happen because the uh, partially expense-paid trip to Europe... That Io has been busting her ass through her employer on. Oh, really? Would overlap with that. So I may be training uh, you guys to do recordings and broadcasts. And oh, generally have a grand we'll old time. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah, well, there's uh, there's a lot of question marks between here and there. You know, a lot of planets need to align for that to happen. But if it does, gotcha. it'd be pretty damn good. Yes. We're broadcasting you from Helsinki. <laughs> Welcome to Casual Hardcore. That's pretty funny. What? Alrighty. Moving forward, and you uh, heard the example there of our new intro to Geeks in a Gaming World. Thank you, Ursa Heel, for that one as well, for assembling it. And in the land of bizarro kryptonite, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Uncle Bobby, Bobby Kotick, $6 million dollars. Activision CEO, money grubbing SOB. Right. Yeah, he's now on the board of directors of Coca Cola. Yeah, I saw that in the uh, in the research thread. This is always one. The whole board of directors idea. I get it. You know, I understand the idea of this external entity that is kind of a gatekeeper and a a watchdog over how a company is being run on, mm-hmm. on behalf of the shareholders. Um, but the, it's the massive good old boys network that seems to exist in how these things are assembled. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of what the hell could Bobby Kotick possibly know about selling sugar water? He sells video games. Video games. Video yeah, games. Yeah, but I suppose you could make the argument that business is business. You're still trying to sell something, be it, be it either, you know, carbonated sugar water, or or a video game. You're still selling a commodity, and that I can see very easily how that would have. I think that's the idea. How, how that the would reality is something really different because you look at. I mean, staying with the sugar water theme, when Steve Jobs recruited John Scully from PepsiCo, and John Scully wandered in and pretty much tanked Apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that means... And he was very successful selling sugar water over at PepsiCo. Right. 
but had no idea what he was doing when it came to the computer market. So I, I would submit to you that not that business is not necessarily business. Oh, I agree, and we'll be able to see how it looks. Yeah, just oof. The power of the Bobby. I mean, I, I may become a Pepsi drinker again, or maybe I'll just cut to the chase. I don't drink either one. As someone says in the bottom of the comments, <laughs> uh, I hate them both. Iced tea is the way to go. <laughs> I completely agree. Unless, of course, I'm mixing rum with Coke, and that's a completely different story. Because then it's more about the rum. Then it's more about the rum. You have some Captain in you? No, I actually have a little Bacardi. Ooh. See, that's the whole rum and me. Oh, the, the pink. I like rum. <laughs> now that I can get you the proper rum, though, because uh, I noticed that the Total Wine and more oh. has begun stocking the Ray I... and Nephew overproof rum oh god oh this is the stuff that you were telling me about that trip that you and Aya went on to jamaica because yes. i have some jamaican rum i have some appleton's reserve that i got actually in canada of all places um and i at the duty free at the ambassador bridge between northern michigan and canada and and no i'm sorry that wasn't the impact that's in detroit i'm sorry i was thinking the mackinac bridge wrong thing Anyways, at the Ambassador Bridge between Detroit and Ontario with my aunt. And I've got a bottle of that that I haven't drank. I've got a bottle of Sailor Jerry. Sailor, Sailor Jerry. That just, that just Sailor, sounds dangerous. Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum. It's actually pretty good <coughs> stuff. Um, um, I have a couple of bottles of Bacardi. I have a, well, no. I used to have a couple. No, I do have two bottles. I have about a bottle and a half, I should say, of Bacardi. Because uh, one's in the refrigerator. And the other one's in the closet. Um, and what else? I thought I had more, but I don't remember what if I did or not. What I've learned. I don't have any captain though. What I've learned since uh, seeing the Ray and nephew overproof rum on the shelf at Total Wine is its actual proof level because the label in Jamaica was just it just said overproof rum. Right. I guess the you know the labeling laws there are not such that they actually have to provide a proof. Well, here you do. So I have since learned that that stuff is 163 proof. Oh, that, that's like crap, man. 40 proof for seven pure. Uh, yeah. Stuff now. That's for clear. Uh, uh, great. You know, so now I understand why it is so lethal. And yes. Why the, the one bottle lasted you know, three years. Yeah. Because use sparingly. Yeah. That's, I will not be one of, I'm not a big, I have several bottles of it, but I'm not a real big hard alcohol drinker. Well, that's what's mixed with Mostly because I have acid reflux and yeah. Raw alcohol in my esophagus just don't mix. What? You don't like dissolving all the mucous Uh, membrane? Yeah, no, it's, No. Drinking battery acid is not my idea. That's the booze get into your blood that much quicker. Yeah, that's yeah. Actually, technically, that's the the blood getting into the booze. The booze that much. That's a good way to put it. Um, Yeah, drinking battery acid is not my idea of a good time. You're doing it wrong. I must be. Exactly what it feels like. We're basically drinking controlled amounts of poison, no matter what we're doing. We're talking about drinking alcohol, so this is true. Let's not get overly. uh, analytical about it this is true so yeah bobby is helping the world uh hawk sugar water now have a coke and a smile 
have a Coke and a subscription to <laughs> Medal of Honor. There you go. <laughs> what? I just work here. Cynic. What? Yeah, you. No. Yes. Yes. No, right. you're, you're smoking crack again. What? You want Since to- you're saying it, you might as well play the drop-in. Make me reach for it. First. Silence! Thank you. Don't tell me what to play. <laughs> and second. <laughs> like that's going to stop me. Are you smoking crack? All right, what's this other one that we got? We have many. Skyrim's follow the space coronad may be hiding a Portal 2 quest. I believe that's what we had in there. Jeez. Whoa. Oops, Mr. Video Wallace. What is this, the hat? Of what, the video wall? There's like, yeah, because the Boba Fetish helmet has a fedora on. <laughs> so Copy's the helmet help. is wearing a hat. Copy's now wearing a hat and sunglasses. Because it's Blues Brothers. Uh, Barry, of course, is. Yeah, I see a baseball hat. I see a couple of pork pie hats. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six. I think that's a hat. Seven people on the video all wearing hats, not including me. Now we need to find the appropriate uh, drop in. There's an assortment here, but they've when I added them all, it it scrambled the order on all these things. But there, here's here's the one. We're on a mission from God. We are, in fact, on a mission from God. Yes, we are. Sorry, I was miles away. I should turn off the video wall. Interesting. Yeah. No, I hear you. No. So let's see. Val released a. S- Released Fall of the Space Corps Volume 1 yesterday. This would be the 7th of February. So this is from about a week or so ago. As a harmless, clever Skyrim mod featuring a personality sphere from the Portal franchise. As far as anyone could tell, the mod was a cute Easter egg and the sphere itself didn't do anything. At least, it hasn't done anything yet. YouTuber Memorables video, the one that they have on the... uh, This is on joystick.com, by the way, with a Q. Uh, The one right up there that they have in the post... Uh, shows where to find the Space core and runs down what it does and doesn't do. He then accesses the console and types Help Portal, which pulls up a list of all the things related to Portal in Skyrim. One of these things is titled Portal 2 Quest. Mm-hmm. Valve hasn't confirmed any Portal-themed quests in Skyrim, but the mod is titled Volume 1, and we wouldn't be surprised to see more content and perhaps even, yes, an entire quest. So... I haven't played either game, so... (laughs) You should do the Portal thing. Portal and Portal 2. Just, if nothing else, for the the storyline. Okay. All right, I can see it. Because I can get that on Steam, so... Yes. And I should Uh, be able to get it for the Mac at this point. No, it was available for Mac Day 1. Oh, was it? Okay. Well, that's even better. Uh, Because God knows I need something to play right now. The writing. I mean, they're great puzzle games. And that's, but it almost feels like a bonus because you're really solving the puzzle, so you can see hear the next bit of dialogue and the next bit of interaction with the uh, insane artificial intelligences that surround you in these games. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> yeah, it is. Until you took my brain and put it in a potato. <laughs> actual line. That's actual good. plot point. Nice. Um, so yeah, the voice acting and there's and the writing is just off the hook. Good. And you should yeah, that's what I've heard about. And it. get it. So, all right. Let's see what's next for you, turn-based strategy lovers out there. Yes, your buddy Sid, Sid Meier, 
Civilization V Gods and Kings expansion announced will be available late spring 2012. Religion and Espionage return to the Civilization series when the fifth installment received the Gods and Kings expansion before the summer solstice. The expansion includes 27 new units, 13 new buildings, and 9 new wonders. There's also 9 new civilizations, including Carthage, the Neanderthals, and the Celts, along with 2 new types of city-states, mercantile, and religious. Scenarios include the medieval period, the fall of, the fall of the Rome, at, just reading it as it was written there, and the very cool-sounding <coughs> Empires of the Smoky Skies, a Victorian science fiction scenario. Oh, God. They're doing steampunk in nice. civilization. <sighs> that was from uh, also from Joystick with a Q because it's cool dot com. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. I, I've kind of steered away from these turn based games since becoming a parent. <laughs> Bad enough that I didn't ditch the MMO habit, uh, but I knew better than to allow these time sucking vampire games like this because this is the ultimate. Sid Meier, like nobody else, can design a just one more turn yeah. kind of a game. I never got into his games, but I've heard that from people who have. It's it's simply it's there's so many variable ways you can play the game. The, the genius in these games is in the game engine design. Um, did you ever we are in SimCity? Yes, Brief. that was SimCity was the one where I learned that I don't like games like that. Okay, same kind of idea where they give you this enormous sandbox to play in and a good rule set that actually works pretty much as stated on the tin so most of the time when you come up with an innovative way of using the rules to your favor it actually works properly in the game and you actually kind of feel kind of good about yourselves like hey i bet you the designers never foresaw someone thinking about doing it that way and i just did it and leveraged a victory um, in a scenario where I absolutely should not have won. <coughs> so, the, the massively different ways of playing the games, uh, I think, are what draw a lot of people to them. And so they add just a few new variables to the equation here. Um, so a few new classes, a couple new uh, races to play, and the game is instantly refreshed and new because it's there's now. 10,000 new permutations of ways of playing the game with the addition of this one new unit that does something that no unit before it had ever done before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good on you, Sid Meier, for... You're right up there with George Lucas for, for getting the money out of our wallets, for yes. basically doing the same thing over and over <coughs> again. Without being... <coughs> kind of a... As big of a douchebag about it? Thank you. No, that I mean, was, that was the, a better way to put it. The oft-repeated refrain on this show is, God damn it, George. And yeah, a this is that. true. What did I do? What the hell did you do that for? There's a movie I need to go back and watch again. What's that? The Gods Must Be Crazy. Oh, yes. That is one I have not seen. That is a classic movie. In ages. Actually... The sequel to it was surprisingly Yes, good. it was. I did see the sequel to that, and it was surprisingly funny. As much of a cash grab you know, as it obviously was, it was completely different in most ways from the original and was funny in its own way. Um, if you've never gone and, and seen The Gods Must Be Crazy, it's an incredibly low-budget South African film. Um, a big part in Austria. No, South African. Yeah, South African. It was they had, South the, African the, they had the Kalahari Bushman in it. Um, and... Just 
was this surprise hit this one year for this little tiny independent film, and it is absolutely hilarious in all kinds of ways, and you, and you should go forth and watch it. So, Thumbelina showed up. Jace. I shouldn't say that showed up. And she showed up with a cake. Yes, and if you follow me on Twitter, you will shortly see a picture of said cake arriving on the scene. Actually, it's on the Facebook page. Oh, you put it well. there? I put it on the Facebook page. Excellent. Yeah, actually, the yeah. if you follow me on Twitter, it's already on my, my Twitter feed. Someone in the uh, IRC looking at you, Barry, uh, can link to the uh, TwitPic and or the Facebook page for the celebratory 200th episode cake that Thumbelina yes. came forth with us. And most, only mostly destroyed on the way over here. <laughs> you said that, not me. <laughs> What the love? You should be feeling it at this time. Of course, my kid has a duct tape helmet. It's a random phrase from the IRC. I just thought I would forward that on to you. Oh, uh, thanks. Kind of confused now. As well you should be. I mean, it's Pussar. Which is kind of normal. I mean, my kid has a duct tape helmet. <laughs> okay. Thank you for oh, sharing. this would be... I- <laughs> If you look at the video while she's wearing it. Oh. No, I don't dare run the video while. Oh, yeah. That's really funny. And now everybody's got hats. Although one person is wearing a stuffed animal on his head. It's hat day on the it's video hat wall. Day. Oh, yeah. Gentlemen. There's some really scary stuff on there. If you've never participated in the video wall, you should. Go to vtwproductions.com. Choose chat at the top of the page. Choose chat plus video. That gives you a convenient page with the video wall up top and the embedded IRC client down below. So you can chat. Off to the left is the player, so you can listen live, chat in the IRC, and if you have a video camera, uh, participate in the video wall, or at the very least, just watch all the other crazy people, apparently in hats. Yes. Uh, participating uh, in the video Although wall. I have to address something I just saw on the blackboard, now I'm going to turn the blackboard off. Um, <laughs> Ursa Heil says, a very square cupcake. No, we will not be doing cupcake <laughs> with, the, with the 20th. 200 show cake. Are you sure? I'm quite sure. How fast can you move? <laughs> Faster than you can. <laughs> I'm closer to it. <laughs> hey, if you want to go over there and do it yourself, knock yourself out, I'm not doing You're it. You're not going to help. No. Kapkake is no fun when you do it alone. <laughs> I'll take your word for that. Uh-huh. Be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> Be very, 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 very afraid. <sighs> he sighed convincingly. All right. Where was I? One other one here. Yeah, I was going to say, because there's only three in the thing, but I was looking at the... At the... Well, yeah, because we normally lean very heavily on uh, on Grail for the gaming section, because he's the one who demands that it be there. Yes. He wishes to speak about video games. That was... That was... No? Yes? <laughs> maybe? Don't know. Barry, was... Barry's comment, or, or Barry's comment about the Bobby Kotick thing because on a related note i think my nose just started bleeding and that the world is going to end very very soon <laughs> must be a cook <laughs> it must be <laughs> that's pretty funny be afraid oh congress pays the way oh wait we we're going to talk about that next yes that's our next time okay. so let's let's conveniently take our break where i need cough medicine cause oh you damn. you are listening to a very li- ah i found it you're listening to Ruby Rod. <laughs> Any survivors? <laughs> what I did there, did you see Ladies it? Ladies and gentlemen, no wise. Thank you, thank you. I'm here till Thursday. <laughs> Try the veal. And <laughs> now, angry ticks fire out of my nipples. 
good to have a follow-up. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. You're listening to Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. There may be cake. We shall return right after this. This is Jonathan Colton with Nemesis. We'll be back right after this. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality of their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. It's an amazing smile, even the suit has teeth, everything flash and guile. Except a small black heart that no one sees but me I've been watching, I can see you start to wonder Could it be that you need me to keep you out, to run you faster Promise me you'll let me be the one The worst of all your enemies Tending you're a friend to me that will be nemesis Being a brilliant man Going to great expense Devising a master plan Doesn't make much sense Unless you find the one Destined to destroy Now that you're here I don't see that crazy 
are listening to VTW 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 Productions 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 Dot com Dot com Dot com Dot com Versus the World Radio Researched Chaos The hell was that? One of our new intros is created by the wonderful and incredible Ursa Heel. Research chaos. Interesting. We're in the research section. Um, oh, yeah. Great. I like the fairness. <coughs> Thank you for waiting for the end of the break. It's to chocolate. Start, to start nomming chocolate into the microphone. We are professionals. <laughs> Professional what remains to Speaking be seen. Speaking of which, the drinking light is on. Cheers. <coughs> Ace. Perry Hard Cider. Mm. Too bad I don't like pears. More for me. Mm-hmm. So I'll just, I'll just go drink all your Nuki Brown. Go for it. Because <laughs> you don't have any. I'm all you? out right now. <laughs> all right. Yes, the research thread, as created and maintained by our all-volunteer research team, for which we are very thankful. And this week's contributors include... Fangs with a Z, and it's the Z, what makes it cool. MacBit, Barry Von Awesome, and... Me, 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 me. Boba Fetish. As always. You did that well. Thank you. There's only slight warm-up required. (laughs) Boba Fetish. (laughs) All right. Let's see. What do we got first? I have to look. Yes, we have many things here. Uh, the slightly creepy uh, Congress paves the way for commercial unmanned drones in yeah, US airspace. Yeah, I did see that. Hang on, i got to click on that. Yeah, this is from uh, time.com, actually techland.time.com. Congress paves way for unmanned drones in U.S. commercial airspace. Ready to see drones flying over your house? A new bill passed by Congress will give commercial, private, and military unmanned aerial vehicles, UAVs, greatly increased access to U.S. airspace that's currently reserved only for manned planes. Right now, drones are mostly limited to U.S.-Mexico border and military airspace, as well as use around 300 public agencies located far away from cities and airports. That is now scheduled to change by September 30th, 2015. The main focus of the bill is the FAA's FAA's adoption of NextGen, a program that will allow commercial aircraft to install and use GPS technology for steeper, more efficient takeoffs and landings instead of the ridiculously outdated way things are done now. All in all, this should help make air travel a lot more time efficient. We shouldn't, however, ignore the implications of letting drones into airspace that was previously off-limits. While the military and local police force have been long been able to use UAVs in operations on U.S. soil, the prospect of commercial and privately owned drones presents plenty of new questions. Yeah, like, what the hell, federal government? Um, what exactly do we need unmanned drones for? I can think of a couple of things at least for police departments that they can use but they're not private and they're pretty much already in use uh, for a lot of uh, police forces i know right. uh, some of the larger cities like uh, los angeles and new york have had systems deployed right by now this is just a much broader what i mean what commercial enterprises need an unmanned drone wandering around the city well and then <clears throat> there were a couple of things on here uh 
about the corporations, Forbes pointed out that companies like Google, or did you already read this? No. Could ditch their street view cars and start deploying advanced autonomous drones to roam the country for incredibly thorough mapping. If the idea of fleets of corporate-owned drones monitoring us from above doesn't scare you, then you are a much less paranoid person than I. We already have fleets of satellites monitoring us from above. Just look at Google Earth. This is true. Um, safety is the other unmanned, unnamed, or unmanned in this case. Albatross in the room, according to the Associated Press, within nine months of the bill's passage, the FAA is required to submit a plan on how to safely provide drones with expanded access. What will that entail? The Airline Pilots Association thinks that all drone operators should have the same amount of training as pilots, a standard that would eliminate a lot of potential drone enthusiasts and force corporations to hire pilots, which we would hope they would do anyways. It seems like a sound idea. Um, in the end, drones are going to have a lot less leeway when it comes to crashing. If a pilot crashes through someone's roof and dies, it's an, un- it's an unpredictable tragedy. If a drone crashes through someone's roof and explodes... Expect, expect plenty of moral outrage. Let's hope the lawmakers err on the side of caution, lest one down drone ruins it for everyone. Now, I could see a search and rescue applications, absolutely. Sure. But the question I have is, define drone. Uh, are basically we, a remote control. Are, are we talking about things that are sides of global hawk and predators, or are we talking about something that's the size of, of the, a, large, air drone. a large model airplane? That's a little different. Now... My question is the whole safety thing. That's my biggest thing with mm-hmm. that. Yes, this, the conspiracy theorists and a lot of people who aren't conspiracy theorists are going to take a look at this and go, ooh, what are they, you know, can they hover it above my house and watch in through my bedroom window or you know, whatever, or the, the big living room window that I'm looking at behind no wise right They're now. They're looking back at you. <laughs> that you could certainly orbit a drone over and look right in the window. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's privacy stuff, all of that. I'm going to be interested to see how it works. And a lot of publicity like this is going to, I think, drive what happens because I think there's going to be a lot of people who take a look at this and go, whoa! And I'm one of them because I'm having one of these moments of just because we can does not mean we should. Yeah. What realistically, what kind of, why do we need these broad availability for unmanned drones? What is the benefit to society for having that? Because somebody somewhere with a pet senator in their pocket thinks it's a good idea. But you're not bitter or cynical or anything like that. I am. I'm just hiding it well. Mm, very. Yes. That, and I've seen a lot of stuff like this, and we there's a lot of rich people versus the rest of us attitude going on in the fly fishing industry. No, there's a lot of rich people versus the rest of us attitude going on in this country. Oh, right I know now. that. Yes, Name I'm a, the world. I'm aware of that. Um, I see it most there because that's what I'm paying attention to. But I mean, this would be like someone jamming uh, not terribly efficient and probably cancer-causing full-body scanners into every airport in the country because a friend of theirs runs the company. Right. That would never happen. Oh no, not in our. No, not here. Yeah. Again, not bitter, but I just I'm, I, when I read this story, I was up against the great. I'm, I'm a huge technology wonk, and I, I love the idea of yeah, great. There's we can do interesting things with these drones, but what do we really, really need them for? Yeah. Other than I mean, you take away the nefarious things that come to mind, like peeking in windows, and mm-hmm. just, yeah, there's a big window behind me, but I think I have a reasonable expectation of privacy that not. To not have someone hovering above the tree line looking in. Right. To me, that's not an unreasonable expectation of privacy. Yes, it's clear glass. 
But, yeah, well, that's not – see, and really what that is, it's not any different from your next-door neighbor, the guy behind you who shares a common wall with you. Right. Sticking a video camera up over the backside of his fence, pointed the fence, you. and looking right in the windows, or somebody walking up on the street next to your house and filming right in the windows, even though the windows open. Yeah, there is a reasonable expectation of privacy there. Mm-hmm. So it it to me it doesn't get over that standard, right. not even close. So again, it just makes you think: you know, what great? What do we actually need this for? Right. Why why is this even happening? Yeah. And earlier in the show, we uh, have already uttered the phrase, God damn it, George. <laughs> yes, we have. I'll let you talk about this one. i got another <laughs> one I want to talk about. Uh, this one's not necessarily uh, just George. Mostly was, because the article's gone. Yeah, but it was, uh, it was on MSNBC.com, and this is the allegedly leaked information about the plot ideas for the yet-to-be-realized live-action Star Wars television series. Um, Uncle George has said many times that they want to bring Star Wars to television as their next project, and what they've been coming up against is to do it to the standards and you know, with the effects and everything that you want to see in, in a Star Wars production, they're having trouble getting the per-episode cost down where the television industry is prepared to be involved. So it's just too damned expensive right now. So they're basically sitting pretty, waiting for technology to catch up, much like James Cameron did with Avatar, because he had the idea for Avatar 14 years before he actually did it and had to wait for technology to catch up with him. George is basically saying, we need to sit around and wait for technology to catch up to us so we can do this less expensively without sacrificing the visuals. Mm -hmm. But allegedly, there's this leaked story idea that they're going to pull a J.J. Abrams in the form of time travel being an aspect of the, the, the plot line. Mm-hmm. Now, at that moment of the story, my brain just hit the brakes because that has just never been a part of the Star Wars universe in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's true. They never have done the time-space continuum thing. They've never done... <laughs> Which is why I stopped watching Star or Star Trek. Star Trek. To, to me, this is like Star Trek ideas poking their head into the Star Wars universe. Yes. Star Wars, the draw for me, or, or one of the things that really hooked me in, was the whole used universe feel. Mm-hmm. It always felt like, you know, this is a universe that's, you know, they say a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. This is had st- stuff that's been around and everything looked lived in. Mm-hmm. And was very much hard science fiction. The most fantastical they got, other than the the metaphysical, the force, spirituality thing, right, is hyperdrive, right. And even that is they're talking about you know a, a theory that has some basis in actual science, actual scientific which theory, is faster than light of, travel. Not even faster than light travel. They do hyperspace. They well, that's true. Move that into way, another dimension. That way, you very neatly get around the theory of relativity, right? So they've always talked about, but the, the, so as the most fantastical they get is that they have figured out how to travel faster than light by some means. Yes, everything else in that universe is pretty much grounded in believable. I could see that a technology for a plasma sword could yes. come into being someday. Yes. I see that pseudo-personalities and artificial intelligence for droids 
could come into being one day. Yes. Um, or could have developed in this galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're doing time travel all of a sudden. Yeah. And they want to have the storyline be a group of bounty hunters have learned the secret to time travel and have gone back in time and stopped Anakin Skywalker from becoming Darth Vader. Thus, erasing the entire timeline that we know as the Star Wars universe in its modern incarnation. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. On one hand, I say, I don't oh, know. hell no. On the other hand, I say... Abrams pulled it off see, with Star that's, Trek, and see, everyone loved it. That's where I go with that, because I think that saying George Lucas may erase Star Wars mm-hmm. and make it like it never existed isn't really accurate. <laughs> Granted, it's a headline that's designed to make you, oh, no, and yeah. read the article. Well, so think I he's going to go back and destroy all the copies of the film. No, absolutely not. He's made way too much money on him, and he continues to do so. It, it will live on in its own thing, and you can choose to, the way I look at it, you can you have a decision to, that you can make if this comes to pass, and that's a very big if at this point. If this comes to pass, you have a choice to make as a viewer, as a Star Wars fan. You can either say, <laughs> like I did when David Lee Roth left Van Halen after <laughs> 1984, you can say, Van, like I did, Van Halen ceased to exist. It was Van Hagar. Van Halen ceased to exist after the album 1984. Or you can continue on and say, ah, it's just changed and this is new and it, what was, was, and this is the way it is now. And choose to enjoy it. It's up to you. You can look at it and say, you know what? After the sixth movie, it stopped. Or if they decide to do the Timothy Zahn books, which I would love to see. Every Star Wars fan wants them to yes, do the, the Timothy the Tim- Zahn books. Timothy Zahn books. So say they do the Timothy Zahn books, which is another three books, so that's nine movies total. Which is what George has always claimed he always meant to yeah, do. right. Man who changes his mind every ten seconds. Uh-huh. So you can say, okay, I'm going to watch up to you know where they do episode nine, and then I'm done. Or you can say, well, I'm going to watch the te- television series. It may turn out that this television series is going to be crap and filth, because George writes the dialogue. Um, I'm hoping, but as, as but it could be the television very... industry, lots of writers will become involved. Yes, because I'm sure there are going to be lots of writers who, well, like the Star Wars fran- or the Star Trek franchises, were like, "Oh my god, I get a chance to work on Star Wars." What I've learned from observing how television works, and, and I have a big thank you out to Ron Moore for this one because he did copious podcasts for every single episode of Battlestar Galactica, where he gave tons of insight into what goes on to create the, the absolute mayhem that goes on behind the scenes to create episodic television. Right. And it was really revealing. And what I'm hoping happens with the Star Wars TV series is George comes in and he writes the series Bible. He writes, here are the rules of the series. Yes. Because that is what he is good at. Yes. I would agree with that. The overarching story arc. He's very good at Okay, this is the universe. Here are the rules. These are the rules that you have to work within. Knock yourselves out. And then go, because you look at the time. However, I have final creative approval, but knock yourselves out. But the the one time in the movie series when he did that, we received The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. The greatest in the Star Wars movie, as is generally held by most fans. Yeah. That's because Kirchner directed it. Somebody else wrote it. I don't remember who the the screenwriter was. I don't either. Um, And George was the idea guy. 
And that's where he shines. Mm -hmm. It's not that he's bad at what he does. He tries to do too many things that he's not, that that other people are better at him. I don't even want to say that he's not good at them. He is good. We as fans want great. Yes. And Kirshner was great. Yes. Um, And so if the TV series does come to pass and this whole time travel story turns out to be BS, which is absolutely a chance that this leaked storyline is completely Which is probably why it got pulled off of MSNBC as quickly as it did. Yeah, because LucasArts probably came by and said, uh, no. Yeah, and either because and and yeah, and MSNBC went, uh, no. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Lucas, we'll take that off. So, but if this TV series ever comes fast, I hope that it takes the form of George. I'll watch it. George writes the series Bible. And they get a whole bunch of good writers in to write within the framework, and we get a good series out yeah, of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it to start, anyways. So on a slight tangent, I did go see Barry Cover Your Ears. I did go see the Phantom Menace in 3D. <laughs> and how was the 3D translation? Um, I mean, it was still the Phantom Menace. It was kind so. of hard to tell because we went on the 10th, okay. and Thumbelina went with the two kids she babysits, and the four of us went. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sitting in the second row all the way on the right. Oh. On the aisle. Not ideal for 3D viewers. No. So I can't really give a thing. I want to go see it again. With better seats. With better seats in the center, in the back, up high, because I want to see how it was. It was actually really kind of hard to follow everything until my brain, about three quarters of the way through the finally movie, snapped finally got used to it. But I want to go see it again. But it was funny because Thumbelina asked me, so how was it? I says, it was... It's still a stupid movie. It was just a stupid movie in 3D. Exactly. <laughs> I get slapped for that. <laughs> it was pretty fun. It is what it is. It, yeah, it, yeah, and I don't think it's really that bad of a movie. I mean, just there's so much. It's entertaining. They're entertaining. And I'll leave it at I just, that. I just have to wade through cringeworthy bits. Pretty much anything involving young Anakin. Yes. I really detest. Yes. Because um, no, the kid wasn't the greatest actor. No. And he was ha- handed complete tripe. To, oh, to absolutely, read. yes. Yippee. Uh, no, this. More than once. Racing. Yes, I know. I yes. know. Uh, so. Um, but at the same time, you get to see Qui-Gon Jinn and young Obi-Wan. Yes. Their dynamic is great. Yes, it is. It is good. Uh, and the whole thing with Darth Maul. And Darth Especially that whole, uh, that whole last fight scene. Yeah. Where they've got the... the the bear, the laser barriers. Yeah, that separate and, them up. And I love the way Ewan McGregor does this because, you know, he has to sit there because he gets caught behind. Right. And he does the whole cage tiger, I really mm-hmm. want to kick Darth Maul's ass, but I can't without getting incinerated thing. He's got that whole, the body language on that is just. No, right before it opens back up, you look at him, he's, he's literally and bouncing. And he's bouncing up and down and you can see him and, it's, and he backs, because I, I, I watch this, he actually backs up mm-hmm. and gets a running start so when the thing goes down, yep. he's already moving. It was great. I, I was like, that was totally deliberate to, to contrast. Yes. You saw Qui-Gon's response oh, yeah, to he it was, was Sit Seiza uh, meditates. Yes. And when it opens, he's just back in action instantaneously. It totally fit within the character. The master and the Padawan. And the the Padawan. And it totally fit within the character. But Ewan McGregor did such a good job with that. And and it was one of those things I'm like, okay, for all the things that are wrong with this movie, Mm -hmm. George got the casting for that absolutely spot on. No, there were a lot of things that were good about it. It was was great. The huge things kind of looming over that sucked about it. Is unfortunately that we what, couldn't avoid. But that's why. Have you ever, did you ever hear of the the Phantom Edit? No. Somebody 
went and re-edited Phantom Menace and released it on the internet, and it was apparently a much superior oh, really? version. They cut out a lot of the crap. The pacing was much better. I've never actually seen the Phantom Menace. I need to go out there and find it. There's, there was the rumor that it was, I would be you know, interested that it was Kevin to watch Smith that. that had done it. Um, she's never fessed up to or has denied. Um, but yeah, it was, it was the Phantom edit just to show yeah, that I can see, what good editing can do I can to see, improve a movie. I can see how Kevin Smith would be smarter than admitting, yes, I was the one who did that, because then Lucas would come down and there would be wrath from the heavens and, yeah, and yeah. lawsuits and crap like that. Oh, you did this? Really? Yeah, oh, George, no, you didn't. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, George doesn't tend to have too much of a sense of humor when it comes to stuff like that. No, okay. He has an empire to defend. Yes, he does. Okay, so from who sent us this? More Fangs with a Z. He and sends Z, us cool. off of geekosystem.com. Oh, I like that. That's very good. Ecosystem. FBI to take down a chunk of internet on March 8th. Which chunk? And are, are we on it? If you can't blame ac- or a- if you can't access the internet come March 8th, the FBI may be blamed. On that date, a number of domain name servers are due to be taken offline rendering all computers that use them netless. Before you go get upset about this or even worried, there's a pretty legitimate justification here. The action is being taken in order to deal with a scourge called the DNS changer trojan which modifies an infected computer's DNS settings to direct traffic to some rather unsavory sites. The FBI is looking to put the sucker out of commission for good. DNS changer originated from Estonia and is thought to have wiggled its way into quite a few computers. Cybersecurity journalist Brian Krebs estimates that at some point it has infected up to half of all the Fortune 500 companies and major government entities. In order to stem the tide and keep DNS changer from snowballing out of control, the FBI worked with the Estonian government and secured a court order to replace the dirty DNS with some clean replacements in order to give affected clients some time to get their systems straight. The thing is that court order only allows for those replacement servers to run up until March 8th, so unless the order gets extended, anyone who's still got a little DNS changer in their system is going to suddenly be short about one internet. Minus one internet for you. Yes. All this can be avoided, thankfully, thankfully by cleaning up your system. And they go how to and they go into uh, details as two well. different options. One if you're corporate, one if you're a person. And it says, or you could take the third option: get infected and do nothing about it, and use this opportunity to whine about technically being a victim of of an FBI DNS takedown for plus twenty net cred. Your call. <laughs> but I like the way like the boss, the guy who writes it, is his name is Eric Limer. I like the way that he actually gives the FBI credit. There's actually a pretty legitimate justification for this here, which you don't hear in internet articles about the FBI very often no. at all. I think that's the first time I've ever heard anybody say that. So uh, let's see. Now one from my hometown. Oh, you got there first. Yes, I did. And I look, took a look at this and went, yeah, no. <laughs> Idiocy. Bureaucracy. All right. This is from, I believe Fangs put this up as well. It's getting a lot of love in the research thread today. Uh, this is from ABC News. School Zone Fury, one sign was six times too much for Detroit area drivers. There is a picture of it. I completely agree. What? Apparently, it's, it's completely obvious. This is in, uh, let's see, White Lake, Michigan, which is outside of Detroit. And a school district, I believe was the one who did it, erected a school sign that makes you slow down to 25 miles an hour. During certain times of day. During certain times of day. And it was erected on January 12th. And they're to guide drivers around a nearby elementary, middle, and high school. 
The sign instructs drivers to slow down to 25 miles an hour between 649 and 715, 752 and 822, and 837 to 907 during the morning, and 203 to 233, 304 to 334, and 359 to 429 during the afternoon on school days. Mm -hmm. So this gentleman named Greg Smith, who's a resident near there, took a picture of it and himself and put it on his Facebook page and says, you practically have to come to a stop to read it. Yes. It says more than online saying among other things a speech trap. Derp. Not really. You have to determine the definition of speed trap, but a driving hazard. Ding, ding, ding. I would agree with. And in, this is what I thought was interesting. And not in sync sync with the start finished time of the three nearby schools. The citizen outrage also sparked a dispute. Wait, it, it isn't even sync. No, it's not. But yeah, but, Here, hold hold that thought. The citizen outrage has also also sparked a dispute among local officials. White Lake officials said the township did not install the sign, while the country's road commission blamed the school district for its unwillingness to pay for an electric sign that would eliminate the need for printed time ranges. And I can guarantee you, there have been people who have gotten tickets for this already. The city's police department has now organized a meeting between the White Lake Township Supervisors, the school district, and the county county road commission to discuss the sign. This is from the Oakland County Press. Simple solution. Monday through Friday, I don't care what time of day it is. Go 25. Between 10 to quarter to 6 or quarter to 7 in the morning and 4.30 in the afternoon, drive 25 miles an hour. Still, that, I mean, the sign itself is like... Between it's got one, two, three, four different signs on the one pole. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's like four or five feet tall. It's like, yeah, this is kind of stupid. There had to be a better way to do this, and that's what I would have done. School speed limit twenty five miles an hour, six forty five to four thirty school days only. Done. Problem solved. That's what most of the signs here in Arizona yes. say. Problem solved. Actually, here all you have to have, do they put signs in the in the middle of the street. Yeah, they do. And they actually have crossing guards. Yes, they do. But I, well, this is money. This is this is for and I've seen signs like this here. This is for places where they don't necessarily have it's adjacent to a school, the road right. is, but there isn't a crosswalk crossing this crossing the but road. They still want you to slow down. They the still down. want you to slow down cuz there's one by my house that says you have to slow down to at least 30 miles an hour and the speed limit's 35. Right. So, um yeah, this is just stupid. This is someone at the local road district Saying, <laughs> my boss wants me to do what? Okay, fine. And saying, being a literalist. Oh, you don't want to pony up for the electric sign? Fine. fine. And in the meantime. These are little fiefdoms fighting each other. Yeah. They, in the meantime, they make them, which is common in municipal governments. Oh, really? Well, actually, all the way up to the top. Um, yeah. In the meantime, they make themselves all look like idiots because it completely lacks in common sense. You I'm, might be a moron. If. Yeah. You might be a moron. Yo, all right. What else right. have we got? Mm-hmm. We have no purpose in life. We don't? I don't know. I think our purpose is to do internet radio. That too. Let's see. There was another one that I saw in here that I wanted to look at. From the thread of many research things? Uh, yeah. Apple seeks U.S. ban on Galaxy Nexus. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. There's this whole war at the patent level, going on between all the smartphones. Apparently it is. Oh, no, this is just the most recent volley. Oh, yeah. Apple has gotten uh, court orders to stop Samsung from selling their tablets in mm-hmm. parts of the world for patent reasons, so they can't sell their 
uh, various newer versions of the Galaxy Tab in Australia because it looks like the iPad, basically. And yeah. to, um, to me, I'm like, a tablet's going to look like a tablet because they're both tablets. That's like saying you can't sell your plate because it looks like my plate because it's round and flat. Yeah. But they successfully managed to... So there, there's this huge escalating battle going back and forth, and Samsung and Apple in particular, which is wacky weird when you consider Samsung manufactures components for Apple on a large scale. Yeah, see, I don't get that at all. Because like, it says here, the f- very first paragraph, it says, Apple has requested a ban on sales of the in the U.S. of the Samsung Galaxy Nexus smartphone, claiming that the showcase for Google's heavily touted ice cream sandwich version of the Android operating system violates four Apple patents. So then my question is, why isn't Apple suing Ga- Google, or are they already? But that's just me. And patent law bores the hell out of me. Well, because the... Until you put it in a product and sell it, there's not a problem. I mean, just, just yes. because and, and Android as a basis may not violate the, the patent. It may be Samsung's particular implementation of it, whatever they've done to skin it, whatever features they've decided Uh-oh. to go with, Looks a may cross too. the line into, gotcha. or Apple thinks. This doesn't mean Apple's going to win. It just means that they think it violates their, pal- gotcha. their patent. Okay, so this was on CNET. And yeah. in looking at the article, I see, I see the on CNET blogs. The related links should yes. be a mile long. Yes, and not necessarily the related links, but CNET blogs. And the second one down is finally a cost estimate for building a real Death Star. <laughs> what? By Eric Mack. Bring it. Okay. Uh, sometimes it seems the world is so screwed up we should just build a new one from scratch. And now we finally know how much a product would cost. In gloriously geeky fashion, and I'd approve of that highly, economic students at Lehigh University tried to estimate how long it would take and how much it would cost to build the Empire's ginormous man-made planet if we were to get started today. Okay. The students started by assuming the Death Star could be made from steel and that the ship would be about as steel-dense as a modern warship, in particular the HMS Illustrious. Applying that steel density, the Death Star size, the moon, uh, the Death Star size, the moon, size weapon was approximate or reportedly 140 kilometers in diameter. They determined that just over a quadrillion tons of steel, quadrillion comes after trillion, just for, just saying, would be required for construction. That much steel would take more than 800,000 years to produce at current rates. However, as so someone might want to see if the boys at the smelter are working, willing to work some overtime along with the next few thousand generations. On the bright side for Death Star fans, that will give us plenty of time to save the quadrillions of dollars needed to pay for the steel alone, not to mention contractors. I don't suppose they'll have to worry about paying very generous benefits given the, enter- the, enter- the Empire's track record, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's pretty funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just made of awesome. Ah. Uh. Yeah, you wonder why Palpatine was, you know, slightly put out when they blew up the first Death the Star. The first Death Star, yes. That and the ridiculousness of how quickly they started they to slap together another slap one. Slap together another one. 800,000 years. You know, but the thing about it, though, is it doesn't actually tell you how much it would cost. Well, of course, I'm not sure if we have enough, have enough zeros for that. Yeah. The, I mean, because I always like the fact that in the prequels, they indicated that they were beginning construction on the original Death Star back then. When it finally came into service, you know, 20 years later, 
that made sense to me that something an undertaking of that magnitude would take 20 years even with fabulously advanced technology to be implemented okay so i just put because somebody deus ex or wait who put that in there oh true says the other question is is there that much steel in, on the planet now i click the link in the blog to CNET that takes you to the original article, which is on incentives.net, uh, and I linked it in the IRC, and they said, where was it? I just saw it. Oh, what seems like a colossal mass, but we've calculated that from the iron in the earth, you can make just over 2 billion Death Stars. So the answer to that question is wow. yes. Yes. Okay. You see, the Earth's crust may have a limited amount of iron, but the core is mostly our favorite metal. And is both very big and very dense, and from here, and it's from here that oh, most all you of need our to do is mine the core. Mine the core. Yeah, we basically have to mine the entire planet. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, and the cost of the steel alone at 2012 prices is one, two, three, four, five. So that's let's see, tens, hundreds, thousands, hundred thousands, millions, billions, trillions, eight point one quadrillion dollars. That's a lot of zeros. That's 13,000 times, roughly 13,000 times the world's GDP. <laughs> That's a lot. Which brings us neatly to but our next But you could break. blow up Alderaan with it. Which <laughs> is great. <laughs> yeah, and just to finish my thought from earlier is, so they take 20 years to build it because they start during the prequels. Yes. You know, they're, they're hinting at that, that the project is beginning... Um, yes, that's true. They did. I and then about doesn't that. until Luke's eighteen years old. Yes, it takes him twenty years to do 18, it. Eighteen, twenty years. Of course, they blow up the one, and then they have the newer, bigger, more powerful version, two thirds complete. Three years later. Three years later. Yeah. Like uh, George Lucas's fevered imagination. That's all I have to say on that subject. Yes. Of course, you look at the just the time scale in the Empire Strikes Back that. Luke was on Dagobah. Yes. Tops. Like three weeks. Yeah. And then got his entire Jedi training in yeah. that time. He's a fast learner. I guess. So, yeah, that's all. It's movie moon time. Well, magic. he's the son of the man with 20,000 mitochlorions. Man who was created by the mitochlorians. Or mitochlorians, yes. The, this is true. <laughs> God damn it, George. <laughs> you are listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. VTWProductions.com. Warm up your copies of Skype, because something tells me Barry may have a few things to say uh, yes. to us Yes, although the call-in topic is the 200-episode retrospective. So. Yeah, actually, which we never please mentioned call, until now. Please, please call us and tell us your favorite stories from our 200 episodes. There you go. We shall return right after this. Baby laughs are opium.
Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinion. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. And while you guys weren't looking, somebody stealthed their way into the Skype. Who's on the line? Hello, Internet. <sighs> Yay, it's Barry! Hi, Barry. And I want to know, or I want to say, for everyone out there, I managed to still be wearing all seven of my hats yes, and get on the air. I'm looking at him right now. It's tricky, but I'm doing it. And he's proud of it. Reginald's aura is helping you. I could add an eighth hat. I have I have more hats. <laughs> let's let's this just let's just not, shall we? <laughs> hey, my brother's trying to call me. That's awesome. He's got great timing. You think? <laughs> I was wondering what the yeah. I was wondering what that was too. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> the microphone stand is not touching anything. It's not me. Not anymore. Yes. No, no, my my phone was on the vibrate, and it was on the same desk as my mic. So oh, you, you had your uh, had your phone on Excite, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I gotta figure out what they did on that um, the the IT crowd show when they managed to turn the vibrate function on their phones all the way up. I don't want to know. <laughs> you didn't see that one? quarters kid page my pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, Barry, I'm assuming oh, you you've got uh, opinions about things. Who, Barry? No. What? I, uh, on I, I your was list? actually, I wasn't offended by the fact that, that uh, Gwen decided to go see Star Wars in 3D. That's fine. He's, he's welcome to that. Um, you know, it's unfortunate he had to sit in such a down in the front in the corner. That was though. That doesn't really th- help the 3D aspects, but that, that I've heard was, the 3D wasn't that impressive. So yeah, that's that was kind of the thing. I did, I, I couldn't get a very good feel for it, but it was kind of cool because we were there with a 16 year old girl who is very attractive and loves all things sci-fi. She's a huge Doctor Who fan. She's way into steampunk. There is hope for the future oh, yeah. generations it's, of nerds. She's real, and she's a nice kid too. So it was fun to watch it with her, and then her younger brother, who's five. And he was, oh, Star Wars in 3D. And I was kind of like, I can remember. Well, not with the 3D thing, but I can remember being close to that young. I think I was seven when it came out. Yep. So in the general range. But, uh, yeah, I can remember feeling that way. So he was totally stoked about the whole Star Wars. Thing. Yeah, it was. So it was kind of fun to watch it with them. Yeah, dumb it's di- cool. Dumb dialogue and all. People still get excited about that Yeah, stuff. there were yeah, people yeah. applauding. I mean, they were giving away, the because it was opening night, for the run, they were giving away the actual movie posters that you can't normally get. They were having trivia, nice. a trivia contest. They had five posters to give away, and uh, so they were giving them away. People were all excited. There was applause at the end of the movie, and I was kind of like, "Are you people on crack? What is wrong with you?" But it was kind of cool to see that 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 the franchise itself still generates those feelings. Has that people. kind of draw? Yeah, has that kind of draw? Because I mean, the theater was packed; it was full. So it was really kind of cool. So I'll be interested. I probably will end up going and seeing the other three. And then from this, just the standpoint of what are they going to do with the original three movies to put those into 3D, that's where I really want to see how they do it. It's more from a technology issue for me than it is anything yeah, else. Yeah, because so much of the I – mean, there's digital prints of the prequels. So they can, I'm assuming they can have their way with those a lot more easily than converting a movie from 1977. Yes. 
I know they they may have done a lot of the digital pre-conversion when they created the special editions. Yes. So some of the legwork may have been done for them, but I don't know. Well, you know, with all the changes that George made, the movie's mostly digital now anyway, so. Hand shot first. And that did come up during <laughs> exactly. the trivia, because they asked, you know, who was the bounty hunter that... Han Solo was shot first at talking to I translated into shot first at in the most Eisley Cantina and somebody said Greedo and then the question was who shot first and everybody's like Han Solo shot first it was Damn. the whole See, theater right. it was pretty funny I think that the, the vocal minority or the vocal majority has just been these people that are like oh the prequels were terrible and everything but if people genuinely still like that movie it's a people, Star Wars fans like that movie and you know, the fact that you went and it was sold out and people were happy and cheering and stuff, there's people out there. It's not as bad as as all the naysayers would have you believe. Like, no, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, man, that's the worst movie ever. And no. It's not really that bad. It's just that those are the people, <laughs> no. that, people that bitch the most are the ones you hear. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we were walking out. And we got out. We went to an early show, so we got out at 10, and they had a 10.30 showing, and they had a line set up for the 10.30 showing. And it was full. It went out the door. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it was in a, it, and it was an all mix a large mix of ranges. It was you know people like me who were kids when the first one came out, people a little older than that who were adults when the first one came out, and then there was twenty somethings. There were little kids, and you know it was a good mix. And I was kind of like you know it kind of says a lot about the franchise itself. It does and, because that's impressive for any it movie. Is. In this oh day yeah, and age. for any movie series, that's really impressive when you see stuff go out. You know when you see can look at that and go yeah we've all seen this movie before but yeah we're here giving giving george our 12 bucks again because we want to see it in 3d now way to go george yeah exactly he is just the master at divorcing us from our cash and i have nothing but admiration and awe for his ability to just continue to hoover up money (laughs) welcome to casually hardcore who's calling this is true True, I've been seeing you ranting in the uh, black void today. How are you yes, doing? Yes, yes, we. Have. Yes, it's like you. It's like please, please tell me that was an April Fool's joke. No, okay. but who knows? I mean, who knows <laughs> what kind of veracity there is behind a unconfirmed leak story idea from an unproduced television show? So who the hell knows? Well, See, congrats! Congrats on two hundred episodes, by the way. You. And uh, speaking of Star Wars, have you seen the free Amazon Kindle editions of the, the uh, Lost Tribe of the Sith that's on Amazon? No. No. So if you go to Amazon and look for Lost Tribe of the Sith, they Hang have on. issues on. 1 through 7 for free on Kindle. Awesome. You have to have an actual Kindle too Kindle I, to get too it Too bad right. I don't have a Kindle. Nope. Nope. Oh, I actually really? got it. I, I sent it to my iPad. Oh, so it works with the Kindle app as well. Yep, apparently. I haven't actually started reading them yet, but a friend of mine pointed me to him the other day. I was going to start reading this afternoon. Wow. Lost Tribe of the Sith. Well, I'm yep. just about, about halfway through the book I'm reading right now, so I will shortly be in need of more material. And it's been a long time since I read in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, they've got the whole thing. So, what, three, three, uh, three books for free? Uh, uh, seven. Seven. Wow. Yeah, they've got. Well, they're they're not they're novellas. They're like forty pages each. So. Okay, so eight, basically a book between them. Or you can buy the whole thing, the collected stories for eight bucks. Although that doesn't come out until July thirty first. So that's because the cool, eighth though. part is out yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, eight gets released March fifth. 
So that's just a couple of weeks away. Sweet. We'll take so that. So I'll have to check that out. I've never read any of those. I'll buy that for not a dollar. Yeah, no kidding. Free books are always good. Wow, we're you know, um, <laughs> hammered with calls here. <laughs> Apparently people love us. Uh, it would appear. Yeah, of course. Who knew? You like me. You really like me. Uh, yeah, but hopefully true that that, that is, in fact, um, a complete BS rumor, and time travel will not be turning up in our Star Wars anytime soon. Yeah, that's soon. a distinct possibility, of course. They you know, just say nothing more about it, and it actually turns out to be true. Or the, sh- the show may never be produced. Right. So well, there's the that. thing I said about it some good point. Point. The thing I said about it in IRC was this. All they said was that someone was going to attempt to go back in time and stop Darth Vader from becoming Darth Vader. They never said he would succeed. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that they're going to have time travel, just to, to me, that, that bodes ill for, for the attitude uh, see, they're for taking. Me, for me, just looking at that specific topic, for me, it kind of depends. If they do it the way that turned me off to Star Trek permanently, where you had six episodes in a seven-week period that were about the time-space continuum, uh-huh. and it was kind of like you people are... Okay, forget it. I was high more in I was Yeah, <laughs> I was done with that. Now, if they do it once, and they do it well that one time, okay, uh, all right, I get it. I'll, I'll watch. That's cool. But if they beat it to death like they did with, with the ne- with I don't know if it was Next Generation or who it was... Um, or Voyager, I'll be like, yeah, I'm forget it. You guys lost me. It, no, yeah, right. just remember what oh, time travel okay. did to Battlestar, the original Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's so far back, my brain hurts. <laughs> By your command. Mm-hmm. All right, Drew, I'm going to kick you to the curb because we got them stacking up five deep here. I'm going to try and get some more people oh, in today. Really quick, yes. Did you see the Cylon reference or the Battlestar Galactica reference in the Grammys? No, I didn't watch the Grammys. They had a section at the toward the end of the show. I actually watched it. It was actually a very good show. I was very impressed. But they had the uh, techno artist or techno musician Dead Mouse yeah. on, and he f- has an LED screen over his head with mouse ears right. on it, and he does the thing. Well, one of the things that he did was a Cylon face with the bouncing cursor. Nice. Oh, it was awesome. I was like, oh, my God. My dad looked at me like, you're a dork. And I'm like, yeah, I am, and you raised me. So... It's all your Are you fault. just figuring this yeah, out? Yeah, I'm like, I'm how old and you're just figuring this out? At this point in our life together. All right, so let's bring in another victim. Hi, Io. My honey just walked up to the table. Hello, welcome to Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? This is AgriSSW. AgriSSW. You want to do the shout out now or later? Uh, how about now? That yeah, let's, good. yeah, let's do it now. Shout Go out to it. my girlfriend, Ambrosia Hartnett. Wouldn't be a show without it. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> no, it would not. What's on your mind today, good sir? My, my What's on my mind is apparently you guys are celebrating your 200th show, huh? Apparently. By some ah, by some reckonings. This is just of the regular shows, not any of the one-off stuff or tertiary no. or secondary things we've done. But yeah, we've, we're apparently around that um, that 200 mark. Mm-hmm. And seems, like yesterday, I, seems like yesterday I remember tuning into uh, Octac and Hortail and hearing... Uh, these two other people, yep. <laughs> back in the day, and hearing these other two people who were part of the show called Casually Hardcore, like who are these people? They're hilarious. Oh my god, that was funny. I was going way back. You're making me feel seriously aged right now. <laughs> I remember uh, that. That's how I stumbled upon you guys. I was tuning into the Octail and Hordak show, and then it's like, oh, they're off. They're away today, so we're filling in. Yep. Uh, so it's like, that oh, fateful day that was. Yeah, and ever since then, I started tuning in live, and then um, 
I started uh, going back and listening to every single show until I got up to where I started. So you don't have a 200-episode backlog is what you're saying. Oh, I still have those. Keep on downloading and makes our stats look good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And as I posted on the, uh, on the Facebook uh, under your um, the cake, I, I posted... Uh, we have posts. Uh, I have to pull like, it up. Yeah, 200, 200 shows, over 400 hours well spent. Bring it on. Yeah. Occasionally and more to come. That really does kind of put it in a perspective. <laughs> Holy crap, yeah, 400 hours of content. Well, the show used to be an hour, and then it was an hour and a half. Now so, it's two. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's it, it's been two for the majority of its run. So we we rapidly ramped up from the shorter to the longer within the first. You know, you've been listening for a long time. If you remember when the show was on Thursdays, yeah, because <laughs> that's actually when we could do it. Because yeah. my schedule was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That was the night we could do it, so it wasn't yep. Thursday. Wow, that was yes, that was when we could do it. Holy crap. All right, Agrius, kicking you to the curb because we've got people lining up and we're running out of time. Right. Take care. Thank you very much. Thanks for Hope calling. We have more great shows coming down the road. Thank Ooh, you. Yeah. Right, let's see what we can bring in here. Add to conference. The miracle of Skype has blessed you with an answer. Welcome to Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? Hello there, Gnome. I get to say the name. Yes, you do. Welcome to the show, Boba Fetish. Hey, how's it going? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing. I just thought I'd call in and congratulate you guys on 200 shows. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. It. I saw your uh, actual face on the, the video wall today instead of merely a photograph of a uh, Boba Fett figure. I was duly impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly, anyway. I didn't want to break everybody's video wall, you know. <laughs> oh, stop. Uh, <laughs> two, two screens over from you was Ursa Heel with no shirt on, so you're in no danger. <laughs> if it can withstand the power of the hairy white guy, my, my, my fellow hairy white guy. There you go. Up high, Ursa Heel. Power brother. Uh, then you're in no danger of breaking anything. <laughs> well, I figure everybody would prefer the uh, picture I got for Christmas from my niece of Boba Fett. So. Boba Fett. You know, with all the things Kopi's up to on the video wall, I bet if we sat anybody who's ever looked at it down and asked them to describe the rest of us, they wouldn't be able to. Huh? <laughs> we do not speak yeah. of it. The, uh, just, her, just her combing her hair is enough. I ain't touching this. This is true. 12 meter cattle prod. I'm not going there either. <laughs> so I do see you're sporting your uh, Joel Duggan avatar in Skype here, though. Oh, yes. I've loaded that thing pretty much everywhere except Facebook, which I haven't been to in months, so. Put your face in the book. Yep. But I wanted to say I've been, I think I've mentioned before, I've been listening to you guys since like episode two or three. Be afraid. And uh, I I do miss the uh, nemesis drop-ins, but... I guess throwing a whole new crop in the form of arch nemesis. I'm sure we can have a throwback retro drop-in day at some point. Yeah, they're around here somewhere. I've never deleted anything off this rig. No, we still have them. And many backups exist. I think there's at least one in here somewhere. I mean, there's the new ones, but everything's been scrambled by the uh, arrival of... There's always good old-fashioned you know, silence. Silence! But yeah, there's... Where's the fire one? Where did that go? There it is. We still have this one. Don't you have to play the fire? 
What's wow. frightening? <laughs> he was kind of young when we made. Yeah, that. well, the, the scary thing is Arch Nemesis is approaching that level now. Yeah, she is, so she can re- reprise all of his uh, drop-ins. I'm, I'm seeing her. I'll re-record them with her this time. But anyway, that always works. All right. Uh, one thing I wanted to say before I left, uh, just in the uh, Star Wars vein. Ah, uh, yes. You would have, you would have an opinion about such things, would you not? Yeah. Um, they've already got fifty episodes written. All yeah, they're so waiting they said. for. All they're waiting for is the budgets to drop. Yeah, money, 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 money. But it also yep. gives them a chance to uh, back away from this whole time travel crap if they uh, are in fact. Yeah, I. That's a new one on me. I haven't heard of that one. So unconfirmed. So we shall see. Oh, yep. Exactly. All right, your turn to hit the curb. Thank you for calling in, it, Boba Fetish. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. See ya. All righty, who else we got cruising through here? Other than the children screaming in the background. Hello, and welcome to Casually Hardcore. You're on the air. Who's that? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. I think. I can kind of hear you. I'm kind of hearing my own voice coming back at me. That's very strange. Let's try that again. Ah, Skype. You are... Gotta love it. No, I think don't. that might have been someone calling in from Skype on a phone or something. Possibly. Something, something was definitely hinky about that. So we'll try and add a different one here, and hopefully they will call back. And here we go. There's a new a new challenger approaches. Welcome to Casual Hardcore. You're on the air. Who's calling? Uh, this is Gaunt. How you doing? Gaunt! I saw you cruising in the IRC. Yeah, today. so How are you? Oh, it is ever so fantastically awesome to finally be on. I've been listening, as I said in the IRC, since back in the days when you had Spanish guitar as your bed music. Wow. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> that was way the hell of the beginning. That was, yeah. It was, oh my God, fantastic. And I have been a huge fanboy the entire time. And this is actually first time I've called in and first time I've actually been in the IRC during a show. I've been pure podcast this entire Is time. it the first time you've worn a moose on your head? I <laughs> He's not willing to commit. I'll take I, that as a no. <laughs> yeah, I will too. So, are we correct when we say that if you have never listened live, you, you should have the experience at least once now that you have had the experience? Oh, dear Lord, yes. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being right all the time. Uh, and watch the wall. And yes, the video wall, which is a fairly recent addition to the dynamic. It's been, we've had that 40 years or so now, but it's really yep. kind of coming to its own in the last six, eight months or so. I've so. never done the wall before. I always listen to you guys saying, and watch the wall. And then I put it on today and said, oh. Today okay. has been a particularly extreme example of the breed in a good way, I'm told. I, I can't run it on the broadcast rig because when I do the stream eats Yeah, we itself. actually hit a lot of people on there. There were s- oh, we at were least at, uh, 10, 10 or 11. Oh, I didn't see 14. I saw at least 10 at one. Well, 11, including me at one point. So, yeah, uh, I tried, yeah. tried to run it on the little netbook here. It, it can't handle that many video no. streams. It just doesn't have the no. horsepower. <laughs> yeah, I... I made the mistake of recommending a netbook to my wife, and uh, her grandmother bought her a Dell. And I wish I could take it back and say, get her a tablet, because, yeah. yeah. 
Well, unfortunately, at least the the wonderful and free uh, uh, system that we use, TalkBox, for the video wall, unfortunately, does not work with tablets, at least not at this nope. time. But okay, then that's another recommendation. I can keep her off of the wall. Well, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like keeping her off the pole. Yeah. So yeah, keep her off the wall because the trying wall to get brings out the worst in some of us. Off of the pole. <laughs> my whole job in life is keep her off, off the, the pole. pole. Well, excellent. Thank you for calling in. Glad you could yes. finally experience the joy that is a live show IRC video wall and Skype column, which is also a fairly recent development on the show, but we have been enjoying the hell out of it. Quick shout out to my two daughters, my two lovely daughters that the wall got to see. The older redhead, who is also the namesake for my rogue, Bellaboo. And the year-old, who is my death knight, Nikaboo. Awesome. Shout out, so delivered by your very own lips. Thank you for calling. And I'm going to kick you off because we have an interesting caller coming here. So someone needs to turn down the volume on the feed because I was hearing my own voice coming back to me and as much as I enjoy listening to the sultry sound of my own voice, there are limits to the amount of feedback we can handle. Hello, you're on Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? Hi, how are we going? I can hear your voice, but I didn't hear you say who's calling. It's Copy and Sage. Yo, Copy and oh. reinforcement sage. <laughs> oh, very she nice. doesn't really exist. <laughs> There's no copy for real. She's a robot. Everyone knows that. <laughs> How you I, I just want to congratulate you on your show. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, same here. See, I keep forgetting we're dealing with Canadian-style internet here, so there's going to be a small amount of lag involved. Yes, there is. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so keep in mind, every Friday morning I do a show with a guy out of Halifax, and it's been uh, challenging, shall we say. I can imagine. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, it's, it's somewhat a, 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 an exercise in masochism every time I try and make that show work. But actually, it's, it's gotten pretty good. We've got some workarounds, despite uh, the, uh, who are you, are you with uh, Rogers up in your part of the world? Uh, no, we're with uh, Bell. Mm, I'm unfamiliar with said Bell, but it sounds like a a, a good name for a phone company, you think? Yeah. <laughs> I'd certainly hope so. Mm, yeah, we can refer to them as Ma Bell. Why, why it's a woman, I have no idea, other than the tremendous urge to call them bitch. I don't know. <laughs> what? I just work here. Nice, nice. So anything in particular on your mind, or you're just calling in to say hey? Just calling in to say hey. Oh, um, I was going to... I was trying to put together a, a whole little spiel about the, the Death Star thing, but uh, I really only got one point finished, and that was... <sighs> Why would you ship all of the steel from Earth? Why not just mine asteroids? Probably because we haven't developed that technology just yet. Yeah, because they were talking just, about if we were to begin doing it today. So we don't do asteroid but, mining yet. But if, if you're going to build something like a freaking Death Star, one would assume that somewhere along the way you would learn how to deorbit yes. and mine asteroids. Yes. Exactly. 
I still contest that they didn't build the second Death Star. They just fixed the other one that got slightly blowed up. Slightly <laughs> blowed up. Is that like being kind of pregnant? Duct tape is an amazing dead, thing. Or mostly dead. <laughs> kind of blowed up. <laughs> that second Death Star was mostly duct tape and spit. So it was basically just the prime weapon and some tinker toys? And stormtroopers holding hands, yeah. <laughs> Stormtroopers is army ants. I like that. This is Canada. Everything's made with duct tape. <laughs> Hell to, well, as has been observed many times before, duct tape is, in fact, just like the Force. It has a light side, a dark side, and it does hold the universe together. <laughs> but I'm here till Thursday. Try the veal. <laughs> cricket. 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 Uh. But anyway, thank you for calling. I'm going to have, no give you your opportunity to be kicked to the curb from the United States to Canada. Press on 200. Take care. Thank, thank you. you. And they're out. All right. I'm going to squeeze in one more here before we run out of background music and time and all that fun stuff. Welcome to Casually Hardcore. Who's calling? This is Sean Caster. Also known hey, as Caster. The Young One. Welcome to the show, and we are here to help shape your young mind. How can we shape you today? Um, I don't know, but maybe I should stay at a vent a little more often. That was a little crazy earlier. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm kind of glad I wasn't seeing all of it. What, uh, <laughs> what was going on in vent, and dare I ask... Well, I was drunk, Red Dog was starting to drink, Sleep's camera was really fuzzy, and we were making a lot of really loud jokes, as is typical vent style. We are corrupting a whole new generation, generation of yes, people we are. here. Well, it's technically Ari's <laughs> fault True. for drinking. Yes. Well, this is true. Yes, because he reached through the interwebs and forced you to join in. Being the not legally able to drink person that you are, shame, 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 shame. So disappointed. I'm not drinking. Are you kidding me? You just said you were. No, I didn't. I said Ari was. You lie like a rug. No, I don't. <laughs> I think the, the love, are you thing is here. It? We can all learn something by observing Ari's behavior and saying. I learned something today. <laughs> yeah, don't be like Ari ever. Exactly. I thought that kind of ever. went without saying. Yeah, it's it well, as long as one more person learns it every day, the world becomes a better place. Yes, okay. I, I can get behind that. Hope you're listening, Ari. Feel the love. <laughs> Feel the love. Sorry, I was Congratulations on 200 shows. Thank you. I'm I remember I first started, or my dad started playing WoW, and I decided, you know what? I want to listen to WoW podcasts. I searched WoW podcasts. I found Casually Hardcore. God I was intrigued. Us. Yeah, tell me. Casual, casually hardcore. What is this? I start listening. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is one of reaction. the scariest. Yeah, right. That's what we get. And one of the funniest things I have ever heard. And then I listen to Octil and Hordak, and then oh my, oh my, more humor. And and I've been ranting. Hooked. I mean, they're humor with ranting. As oh well. yes, they are. <laughs> and I actually, I actually remember the blue, uh, blue please anniversary. I listened to that archive, and you had made a comment about how Total Biscuit roped you into radio. Yes. Well, 
you roped me into radio, because now I do a radio show with one of my classmates. You're welcome. It will be with you for the rest of your life, kind of like, you know, herpes. <laughs> the gift would not to have to leave. What happens on Vegas does not stay in Vegas. No, as, you, Vegas. as you've learned, as you've learned from watching the Casually Hardcore page, yeah, is what happens in Vegas shows up on Facebook the next day. Yes. Or indeed later okay. the same hour. Yep. Cupcake. <laughs> yeah, you learned that yeah. the hard way, didn't you? Cupcake. That reminds me, I have a link somewhere of a picture of Nomwise passed out on the floor in Vegas. Where is that? <laughs> Check your Photoshop oh, directory. Do tell. <laughs> uh, no, so, it's in my VTW folder here with live. all my other show notes. So live. I'll just I'll just look at see in a second live. here. Let me find it. Live. So oh, I'm actually going to advertise myself. Go for it. Minecraft Shameless plugs are welcomed and encouraged. Go yep. for it. The Minecraft server has decided to make a move. We are tired of the only 11 gigs of memory we're getting from our provider, and we are looking for, at this point, about 40 more dollars to get the minimum for getting ourselves a virtual private server with 40 gigabytes of memory. Ooh, nice. Excellent. We have a lot of room... And we will not, and we wouldn't have necessarily had to go for the archive map, in which only if you request things to be put on it will it be put on there. As constant overloads of the, of memory, and we had one last weekend, in which the server decided to crap, and we had to delete a couple of backups, no. which is which is spawned on the come one point two. We will be terminating all of the maps on the server, but one. You've been targeted for termination. Yes. You close your boots and your motorcycle. We are almost at our goal. We are at about $111 at this point. So we will be almost there. We just Excellent. need about 40 more dollars to get what we need. And then the, whatever's left will go into payments in the coming months. As almost. we will be paying for six months of the server in advance. Good plan. Much less annoying. Yes, but that, that's the only way we can actually purchase it for some reason. So go to vtwproductions.com and click on forums at the top of the page. And under the video game subforum, there's the VTW Minecraft subforum. And you can find out all kinds of information about the great community that has grown up around the uh, network-hosted server and the information on the upcoming move to the new provider, when the trigger will be pulled, when the old one will go away, when the new one will arrive, and what the login credentials will be for the new one. Are you going for... Uh, private server this time around, I believe? Yes, it'll be ours. And our current plan is having two servers, one with the Technic Pack, and then one without the Technic Pack, which will be pure Minecraft. So the people that are complaining won't actually have to play TechIt. Excellent. By the way, TechIt is really fun, and if you don't like it, you have a problem. Because it's so much like fun. It, excuse me, I need to... Um, uh... Do a little action here in the IRC. There he goes. Bye-bye, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just ban somebody? Oh, no, yeah, you I'm just kicked him. I just kicked him because he's ban him too. It'd be posting funny. false links in the IRC, which is blatantly <laughs> against the rules. So, moving along. All right, oh, Shawcaster, yeah, good to hear from you. Oh, yeah, that is you. And I shall... <laughs> Now summarily kick you to the curb, because your time has come. Are you ready for your kick? There guys. Here comes your kick. Three, two, seven, nine, five, one, go. 
All right. I believe that wraps up. Yeah, Barry, your work here <laughs> is, in fact, done. <laughs> Capital D, done. <laughs> yes, I do have it up. Some... I clicked on the link. <laughs> there is no link. The link works just fine. Thank you very Photoshop. much. Photoshop. Can you not see the pixels? <laughs> I no, know that this. says to me that says to me camera phone in low light. Yeah. And what do you see there <laughs> besides nothing discernible? Yeah, but still. It's also known as a self portrait of himself that's so dark it could be anyone. <sighs> Moving along. You have been listening to Casually Hardcore. Yes, you have. Live on Versus the World Radio vtwproductions.com please find us on the web come to iTunes if you're an iTunes user we would greatly appreciate it if you would take the time to go write us a review give us the number of stars you deem appropriate write your reactions to the show send your suggestions to the email address ch at vtwproductions.com that's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com you can find us on Facebook simply by searching for Casually Hardcore. You will find the Casually Hardcore fan page. You can follow me there. If you search for GnomeWise, you will find my GnomeWise identity page on Facebook. You can also follow me on Twitter as GnomeWise. You can follow the show, and here's where it gets a little weird, the Twitter, and I'm going to see now that they're allowing you to change names if we can get this corrected, but for the moment, it's Alpha Geek Radio. Um, we will announce on a future show if we get the name changed to something a little more proper for the actual, you know, casually hardcore show. Yes. Moving along. Um, so Twitter for announcements of when we go live and when the archives are posted and general purpose, other fun things we may be doing on the interwebs, Facebook, if you prefer it, or you can simply participate in the forums at vtwproductions.com where all this information springs from. So however you wish to consume the content, we have many ways for it to arrive in your inbox. Pick yours, subscribe, enjoy, pass it on, share it with the world. If you use mobile devices, we are now on Stitcher Radio. The Stitcher app is available for free for iOS and Android. Load the free app for the OS of your choosing. Do a search for VTW. You will find the various versus the world shows there, and you can listen to us easily streaming to your mobile device of your choice. Because we're good like that. We try to make ourselves available wherever you guys are. I have been Gnomewise. I have been Gunora. And the background noise here has been intense today. <laughs> I may not even publish this archive. <laughs> but I'm not bitter. No, I think you have to. Just for some just for some of the people who called in. I'll post just, Who've been listening just the from Skype the section. <laughs> we are out of here. So yeah, thanks for listening. When we're together, just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you.
Tell me, me. Bum, 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 bum. Hi. Hi.